so interesting debate going on on the interwebs that debate concerns why conspiracy theories never address the elite and the wealth of the one percent and as someone who is i won't say well versed in that world but we're in 2000 okay so at least 13 years plus i've been watching that world as a fly in the wall and also participant and this is this is how movements get swayed it was always about the wealth of the one percent i don't get it it was always about the wealth of the one percent it was always about build the burgers someone just reminded me about bohemian grove it was always about 13 families it was always about rockefellers rothschilds it was always about that some dude goes on there and says he started he started bringing up like aliens and satanic stuff and i'm like first of all that's a separate issue <laughs> let me start on that but your original argument about the the one percent and shit like this has already been well established you might be falling on the timeline of only knowing about um 13 family or yeah only knowing about the 13 families the wealth the banking system and so on now this is well established and then he went on to say oh anything that criticizes george soros has to do with the fact that he's jewish and to be honest that never even clicked for me i never heard the name soros and thought jew personally but i don't want to sound like one of them i don't see colored people so okay he's jewish now um i gotta get a mask here is there masks yeah thank you so i always worked under the assumption that 13 families so on and so forth so joe yeah so george soros so george soros george soros apparently is jewish george soros has been publicly said his agenda he's publicly talked about all these things he's not he, and he's not even like a front man he's like as front of a front man as that elite one percent deep state cabal type players will ever get and yet he's still in the background and he's openly talked about this shit google it and if you don't trust google go on jstor I'm clearly smoking on hospital property. This security guard walked. He walked past the door. I thought he was going to walk back and come tell me go to the street. And he didn't. 
<laughs> he just walked by, opened the door, walked away. Anyway, so fucking George Soros has been saying these things for years. And now suddenly the, the narrative has switched into, oh, it's anti-Semitism. I can guarantee you the vast majority of the people who have heard his name know nothing about the fact that he's Jewish. And on top of that, it's not the fact that he's Jewish. It's the fact. Well, let me let me let me take a step back. So he openly finances. different movements, let's say. That's all I'll say. In fact, a Jewish organization outed him. <laughs> they, they're the ones who said he funded this shit. He, this is not... Now, maybe that's infighting. The way black people have infighting, too. But I don't know. I don't know where the anti-Semitism thing came into play. Oh, yeah, where I was going. I don't think the elite 1% with people with wealth give a shit about all the statues coming down. The statue's coming down as much as I love that on this dimension. <laughs> and I won't even put them in a higher dimension. As much as I think, as much as I love the concept of Johnny Bagdalo's statue being toppled and trampled and thrown into the fucking ocean, that is not a concern of the people with real money, with billions of dollars. Think they give a fuck about Johnny Bagdalo's statue? They don't. Think about it. If you had five billion dollars, would you care about some statue in some part of the world? <laughs> like, you know, we also know, as time has gone on, that the Rothschilds and the or was it the Rock the Rockefellers funded both sides of World War Two. We also know that the U.S. has funded different factions in the Middle East. We know these things. So why, I don't get why either that, either that Twitter account, I don't really give a fuck, actually, personally. I believe what I believe. But that's, this is just for conversation. I think some of these Twitter accounts are just spreading these things just to have an argument to distract from the, the real cause. Same way that there's now infighting with the Black Lives Matter thing. Same way there's infighting with, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter, the LGBTQ plus, two plus community. It's, 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 it's always infighting. It's the divide and conquer. That is what the agenda of them is. Like, yeah, let these little people, let, let the peasants fight over the statues and fight over whether George Soros is Jewish or not or fight over you know ah that's a, it's, it's even a perfect tactic you know like oh let them fight over whether or not we're being accused of having wealth like it's such it's just argument that distracts from the fact that we've had a number of protests in the past two years that directly take shots at the powers that be so any of y'all who are on that tip on that train of thought of what's going on with all these protests forget about anything that says oh 
it's anti-Semitism towards George Soros. See how his name suddenly is all over the place? Why don't you talk about the royal family stealing kids off reserves? I think that's important. I think that's worth talking about. I can't confirm this. I know they did it, but I can't confirm that they um, were tried and found guilty. And even if they were, who'd go after them? Classic divide and conquer. Classic. It's just classic. All right, I'm gonna order Timmy's again. <laughs> the only thing to eat up in here is Timmy's. So, I'll talk to y'all later. So, we got to be careful about the wars online. I believe the wars online always translate into, my bad, my bad. Thank you. I believe the wars online always translate into translate into some kind of real world repercussions. You know? It's impossible to separate online from real world now. I mean, you can if you want, but you're missing out on info. <laughs> you're missing out on useful info. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Like underdogs, eh? Exactly. When Defonte Miller just raised a hundred, over a hundred grand after three years. <laughs> that was dope. My contribution was petty, but in situations like this, and I, I mean, I can't be, I'm now at a point I can't be contributing to every single cause. Like, I, I can't. I got kids. Oh, I got a kid whose my money has to go to. But rather than blow it on booze or some shit, or rather than blow it on nonsense, I'd rather go into that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Just to go back to that little Twitter beef. I think the guy came, he's like, there's five quote unquote theories that people often talk about. None of them address the wealth. I should pull it up. Let me pause this and then pull it up. And the pauses should pull it up. Alright, so he he says Illuminati Bilderberg or Bilderberg, no, Illuminati New World Order, Deep State, 
um, George Soros and Bohemian Grove. And I'm like, literally four, four out of these five have direct links to the wealth <laughs> of 1%. And I didn't know what Bohemian Grove was at first. And then someone was like, oh, it's like a Bilderberg group. And then the more I, I, I went and Googled it, then I'm like, all oh, right, these people were tied to 9-11. So yeah, <laughs> it's like all of these things have to do with the elite and wealth. Where this, where this dude came off, it's, I don't know, it's, it's baffling to me. But then at the same time, you have to be empathetic. Not everybody knows these things. And this ain't even like on some like being more intelligent. It's just the information is there. They speak publicly. They, they, they only, they only, it's almost like they half-assed hide their operations. They put out white papers. They hold conferences. There might be an air of secrecy around it to a, to a point, but at the end of the day, they're, they're out there. <laughs> so how someone could say that it has to do with Satanism and I think someone, I think it was someone was being facetious to like UFOs, which they confirmed, <laughs> by the way. Where is that? This <laughs> is down here. And like down all the way at the end of the hall. So it's um the Satanism shit is even more scary. The Satanism shit is tied to the pedophile rings and all these kids that go missing. And if you want to go down that rabbit hole, go ahead. I had to swallow my pride and be like, let me go into some of the more right-leaning media in order to figure out what the fuck they're talking about. What's Satanism? Because you know they're all evangelical Christians, right? So, well, not all of them, but many of them are. Many of them aren't. Many of them are... Many of them are... Um, hold on a second. Many of them are. Hi, my partner's in uh, room eight ten, eight one ten. Okay, come on in. Right. She's so good. Well, Talk to y'all later. Peace.
So we're back to not knowing what day it is. Today's the 28th. And I've never done this much over the years. It just seems to have come to a head in 2020. And even then, y'all don't have a fucking clue. So there's something happening at um, the War Memorial, I believe, for West Bank. And someone's going to be like, what the fuck? Well, first, someone's going to be like, that ain't your cause. Fuck that. Second of all, someone's going to be like, you have a kid now. Why are, you, why are you out there marching? Fuck that. I mean, I hate this. It's, it sounded crass as hell, but it's true. Like, fuck that. And why do I say fuck that in that specific instance? Are there any other fuck that reasons? Let me think. Oh, shit like marching won't get you anything, protesting. I'm of the belief that it's only one small part of the overall puzzle. I mean, shit, we're seeing something like change.org, which I originally didn't even, like years ago, didn't think was going to become what it became. That shit is, if you sign that shit, it's reopening cases. It's getting justice done. So I highly suggest you don't take change.org as a joke. I used to call it petition.org. I highly suggest you don't take that shit as a joke because it's getting shit done. Now, I mean, you hear Cuomo. We gave you what you want. Why are you still marching? Well, if marching didn't do anything, why, why are you so concerned? It's the civil disorder piece. That's the oh shit, they're causing hell. They're as you know, they're giving they're gonna give them hell as um RAP prodigy. I show no remorse. Give them hell. As long as you give them hell, someone is going to not just take notice, but also it's just going to spawn off all these movements. I know the black community has this problem right now with like, oh, we feel our movements been infiltrated. I don't see it that way. And I guess it's different for African Americans specifically, even though black people up here get painted as it just in one brush they don't give a fuck if you're, like, I've said this before you, we all just get painted in one brush when it comes to the arrest and the profiling but African Americans have a different history it's a unique history that that band-aid is, it wasn't even a band-aid that wound is there so for them to feel as if people are you know, co-opting. People aren't even accepting Black Lives Matter. Let's get into it. There's a, there's a, and this is, this is part of the division and part of the reason why at the current moment, the division is just too, too much of a distraction. But I think out of, even out of that, you're going to see some power movements. But there's a certain cross-section of people that look at Black Lives Matter like, this isn't our thing. 
why do they say that? They feel, they don't feel it's organic. They, they feel that the Rodney King riots was organic. They do not feel that the George Floyd thing was organic. Now, I mean, there's, there's a digital aspect of the George Floyd thing, there's a di- of all of these things. Of, there's a digital aspect of everything from, from Mike Brown to George Floyd with the little, the run of, and I hate to say the run of, but from Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, um, who's before, who's before Ahmaud Arbery, somebody before Ahmaud, there's everybody's, hundreds of people, then Richard Brooks, then there's just this run, then up here, it's just been this run that's just like not stopped. I keep saying the name, Chantel Moore, DeFonte Miller, Regis Korshinsky Paquette. Shit, one second. One second. One second. Sorry. I forgot my letter. I've been sleeping on the floor, so. Anyway, Chief Allen, Adam. Uh, Colton Boucher. Countless others in Toronto. Countless others in Montreal North. Countless others in Ottawa. This girl that just got something, that this, this, this um, Chinese girl that just got dragged in the middle of, she's being polite, yo. <laughs> like she's, I think she's filing like $700,000 lawsuit. I'm like, that's very polite. <laughs> yo, that's very, very, that's very, very like nice. You know what I mean? That's very nice. <laughs> you know? But this is, and this might sound crazy, but this is, this is how the, the Chinese community gains economic power. Let's be like, you know what? Okay, drag us. We'll sue you. Get the 700000 and go to open businesses. And shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Meanwhile, we're turning the street up. But we are also many centuries behind in a certain way so it's like that's why i say yeah you can point to the individual black person who did this and that we have black history month that highlights the, the black who did this and that but it's not it's not at all a comprehensive um reflection of the overall condition Yes, there were Japanese internment camps. Hold on, the mass is going on right now. I mean, every single group has had something happen to them. Facts. But it seems like it seems like black people had it a bit. Well, that's because hold on. That's because of that sort of eugenics, Margaret Sanger type hierarchy. Well, that's more depopulation. But you know what I mean. on that so-called hierarchy, we get put at the bottom. Now I have to go back in the hospital and shit, man. I'm screened. All right. I'm just seeing my partner's up on the eighth floor, room A110. She gave birth.
so they called you and said you can come up? I was already here. Oh, you're already here? Yeah. Okay. No tell my questions? I know all the questions. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. said no to all my questions I said I know all your questions anyway yeah so we are we're at the bottom of the so-called hierarchy and sure everybody has gone through the little situation whether it's Holocaust whether it's internment camps whether it's you know every indigenous population getting wiped out whether it's That's an interesting conversation that I've never really gets dug into. I watched a dude in a lecture dig into it. How he went to Winnipeg as a black person and like he wasn't the target and he was like, what the fuck's going on? And he picked up quickly that it's the, it's the indigenous population that's at the bottom of what they perceive to be their hierarchy. I was like, that would be an interesting, he said, he said it was a culture shock. He said it was like, one day he's being targeted, the next day they're not targeting him at all, for anything. Now, I, I, I've come to understand and learn more and know more about Winnipeg. There's a bit of a, you know, there's a black and brown, how do you say, not even brown, black and indigenous. I'm definitely not saying red. I'm getting caught in that shit. <laughs> Fuck that red. That's the worst one. I think yellow's bad too. I think black, we've accepted black. I don't see anybody accepting red and yellow. You know what I mean? Or maybe that's part of the thing. Maybe that's part of it. You just accept the terms and then we run with it. There's a certain movement and cross-section of um, black people that don't even, like, we're not black at the end. Meaning, we are so beyond categorization that you can't call us black. Anyway, I'll be back. Peace.